0: Hello and welcome to Netball Nation and for the astute among you, um,
1: that doesn't look like Emma My voice has Ooh, changed It's got a
2: bit deep.
0: It has uh, Alex, or producer Alex as, uh, as I like to be known Has uh, stepped in last minute because Emma's had a bit of emergency She's had to step away, she's okay But in the interests of delivering this week's Netball Nation I've stepped into the fold What a hero, unsung hero but, but I still have my trusty co-hosts Maggie Birkinshaw and Sarah Bayman Hello, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> There we go, to help steady the ship Welcome to Netball Nation Another week, lots to talk about. Uh, And on today's show, we've got exciting games to cover from round six of the Vitality Super League. And of course, we need to chat to Sarah about the Loughborough Lightning win. Big win, win. big win. It'd be fair to say shock victory? I'll
2: let like Sarah into that
1: one. Uh, it's a shock for Maggie, she, she owes us about 10 grand now all that money she
2: put, put down us a bit I last know, week. The one game that don't back them, the one game.
0: So he's racking up the pot for the Christmas party <laughs> though and, and I feel like then Sarah's got a bit of a breather. She um, has. we have also going to discuss the possibility of more TV coverage for the super League fixtures or at least viewers having the opportunity to stream games that aren't being shown on Sky Sports. And finally, uh, we're keen to touch on a bit of a frustrating story, uh, we don't like to be negative on this podcast, that we shared on social media last week. It was about boys being banned from playing netball in a primary school sports festival. It'd be fair to say it sort of angered us slightly, but it would be really interesting to see what your thoughts are, but also what Sarah and Maggie think. But we'll come on to that That's lately. True. So firstly, Sarah talked about that yes. amazing victory Let's hear over it. Manchester
2: uh, lightning!
1: Yep, in the changing room we just played the podcast of Maggie predicting that we were gonna lose.
0: Putting
1: her house on the result <laughs> that Thunder were gonna win. Um no, really obviously massive result for, for us. Um really good to go to Manchester and win because I don't think many teams will go up there and win this season. Um and just a completely different team, you know, a, a huge response from the week before. Um showed a lot of composure. Um Thunder came back at us as you'd expect from a quality side and yeah, the girls just dug in and, and got over the line. And so, yeah, hopefully the start
0: of things to come. I know we touched on it last week, but did you feel the pressure going into that one?
1: Um, funnily enough, no, not really. Um, and I think we kind of, we did touch on it a little bit last week in terms of the, there, wasn't, there wasn't much pressure on us because people expected Thunder to win. And so it's almost one of those games where you can go and play and just think about the process rather than the outcome and just go, you know, this is what we want to do on attack. This is what we want to do on defence. And if we execute these, we'll play well. And kind of put the result to one side, and I think doing that almost helped us because it was it was always about us. It was never about what they were going to do. It was about what we wanted to do, and um, I think that that kind of showed.
0: Well, yeah, what an amazing game! And now only one team remains unbeaten. Mm. Yeah, Wasps.
1: I mean, they Dragons gave them a bit of a rattle in the in the first quarter, but um, they they pulled through on Monday night against Dragons, and they will go unbeaten. I think they play Bath this week, don't they? Yeah, they so do. it's um, yeah, they've. They've got a, a, everyone's got a tough fixture list because there's no easy games this year. So I, I would be surprised if Watts went through many more games unbeaten because it's it's a tough tough league. Yeah. Can but I
2: just add in in relation to the um, to Sarah's game? I was lucky enough to watch that fixture and um, Loughborough just seemed to be in control from start to finish and a special shout out to super captain, you know, Nat Panagare and to Mare shooting because they were awesome. Yeah. They really were awesome yeah. and I think you need to sort of like single them out as having yeah. done an awesome huge, job.
1: Huge performance from that um, and she did, she worked really hard oh, last week okay. on, on and off court um, in terms of, you know, her prep for the game. She, she went above and beyond. She'd done enough analysis to, to last her for a lifetime. So, you know, she knew what she was doing when she went on there and, and I think that's, um, credit to her that she takes that individual responsibility to prep so well for for a game yeah. like that. Uh,
0: moving on then, the Sky game on Saturday was set to be a big one with Saracen's Mavericks taking on Team Bath. However, Bath are without uh, Ebony Asura-Brown. Yes. There we go. That, and Serena Guthrie due to injury. So Mavericks were very, very impressive and took the win 68-45. Do you to think I, the inju- injuries have impacted yes, that result? Yes, leaders. They, yeah. they
1: did. It was a bit of a dance squib of a game, mm. which is a shame because you look at what the game that Sky chose to to broadcast and you think, Yeah, that's that's it's the big one of the big up. games of the round. Mm. And then with Serena and Ebony being out, it, it was a, a really poor performance from Bath. And I totally acknowledge they are world class players and Bath have lost those players. For me, I'd still expect better from Bath. They've not had Ebony for a few weeks. So they've managed to do well without her. So y- your only real extra loss there is Serena. Serena. And she, she's a massive yeah, impact on that team. But yeah. Mia Ritchie has been the starting centre at Bath for about the past five or six years. So it's not like you've got a youngster or someone who's not used to that, yeah. that level of competition coming in. And I think what they have to look at is how they mentally responded to Serena not being there because she she's a leader in that team and she's kind of the, the central focal point of that team. So if she's not there, you need everyone else to step up, and I don't think anyone did that for Bath, which yeah. will be disappointing for them. But it's an important
0: lesson then, isn't it, as well? Because, you know, you can't always rely on one person to, to steer to that victory. And uh, we've touched on it before, you yeah. know, how you progress and develop as a team then.
2: I think we look to leaders on the court. Every team has one, two, maybe three leaders across all the positions. And there's no doubt about it. Both the players from Bath that we've been talking about are the natural leaders on the court. I thought it was interesting um, to give Imogen Allison the captain's band you know she's exceptionally young lots of experience but exceptionally young and i think she kind of struggled to do her own job for having to think about everything else that was going on but as far as their bench goes they've got lots of quality across that bench so the fact that they've lost two big players um didn't really put them at that much of a disadvantage they've got plenty left on their bench yeah
1: to play. it was interesting i think um tamsin greenway put an article out um and kind of saying that she thinks of the of the big three or four teams who what people are perceiving as the big four teams at the minute, um, Bath have probably got the weakest bench out of out of those. Um and I mean I'd I'd quite like to see Bath prove them wrong this this week against Watson come out firing and for those players who don't always get the opportunity when um Serena and Ebony are around to actually go we can you do you know this. what? We can do yeah. this. I, I want that position. Like yeah. who cares if she's Serena Guthrie? Like if you're the next centre up, you still want to fight her for that position. Yeah. Yeah. um but I, I love you Serena but you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's forging your own path as well that I think it's 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 hard being living in someone else's shadow there yeah and
1: you? and if you're satisfied just sitting on the bench behind someone and waiting for them to
2: retire then you know you you probably shouldn't be there. Yeah. So you... We it, talk about these opportunities, don't we? We talk about the players that sit on the bench day in, day out and say to them, when that opportunity arises, you've just got to grab it and take it and run with it. And it looks like the girls going to get the opportunity to do that.
0: Yeah. Um, and actually, interestingly, so after your comments last week, Sarah, about Mavericks unnecessary changes, mm-hmm. they didn't make any or they made very few this week?
1: So, so right. <laughs> I've got an image of Mavericks sitting around listening to this podcast not um, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it was impressive by Mavericks it was impressive by Mavericks um, like I said I was, I was disappointed with Bath but um, to beat them by 20 odd goals is is huge for Mavs and it'll give them a lot of confidence moving forward I think
2: and how good were Razia Kwashe and Joe Tripp? I Yeah, mean, they just tied that circle up it was awesome and Kim Kim had to come out and do some work and I mean, yep. she was she was playing like a wing attack goal as hat
0: no amazing so next up sorry storm they managed to win against seven stars 46 55 they're really flying at the moment aren't they yeah
1: they are we've got storm this weekend and it's a huge game for us um because storm are going well and like we talked about last week they've they've got a set seven they know what they're doing they're well organized and they're, they're stringing some results together so um if they carry carry on going quietly about the business like they are doing, they'll they'll continue to rise up the league. And stars isn't an easy place to go, you know that you've got to be on your game to win there. Um, so yeah, an impressive result for Storm.
0: Just a question from me, and, and excuse my ignorance here. So sorry, Storm, they've got a coach player, yeah, and yeah. Mickey Austin, is it? Yeah. So how does that work? Does she always pick herself?
2: Well, I, don't, I think <laughs> she has a choice, doesn't she, whether she picks herself or <laughs> I There's was been just a few games where she stayed off the court. I mean, the last game I think they played, she didn't come on court. Um, and it's her choice maybe she's just looking at the opposition and deciding whether or not she's the best person to take the job on or maybe she's just going to give her younger players the opportunity to get the experience to play yeah
0: no so it's just a side note that I mean sorry you dying to get back on court you do no. find any excuse <laughs> find any excuse to pick yourself people keep
1: saying this to me oh do you miss it do you, do you want to get back on I'm like no I, I really don't and not not for any bad reason you know I think I was just I was just ready to retire I was I'd, I'd done what I wanted to do and Dear Lord, I do not want to train like I, like you have to. So um, no, I'm I'm happy to watch and watch other people smash it up. Now,
0: no good stuff. And how right.
2: difficult must it be? How difficult must yeah. it be as the coach on court? It's bad enough being captain on court and having to do your job, but coach well, as well.
1: I was like as a player, I was taking every, every possible second of you know a half time, quarter time, just to like get my breath back and try and think straight. So to to try and deliver messages and to kind of analyse what's going on at the other end of the court to what you might be at yeah. it's it's a really, really tough job
0: so we touched on this a bit before so Monday night saw Wasps maintain their unbeaten run and away win against the Celtic Dragons 58-46 uh, they didn't start amazingly well but were able to bring it back in the bag second half following more changes from their super strong bench so do you think it could be the story of the season that the Wasp bench is just too strong for teams to compete against them for 60 minutes
2: uh, I don't totally agree with that because we've said this before they have been beaten and they are they can be beaten you know they're not machines you turn upon the night with your team in the right frame of mind and they can be turned over but you know you can't deny the quality that they've got on the bench and the depth that they've got on their bench and Mel seems to be making some really smart decisions and choices you know with who she puts on where she puts on she knows when to inject a particular player at the right time to to create a reaction from either her own team or against their opposition and, it,
1: and it's, a, it's a skill and it's a you know for Mel to go or oh, this is needed and this player is going to go into this position because it's not like the same changes are being made every game, no. so you can't necessarily predict them. So it's it's a skill that if you've got twelve players knowing how to use them to the best yeah. um, to the best of the ability to get to get the job done. So yeah, the wasps are looking dangerous, um, but like I said, dragons gave them a bit of a shake in the first mm-hmm. quarter, and if if so, teams can do that and just kind of keep the foot on the pedal, then you know at some point i think someone will turn wasps over
0: and surely there is that pressure building with every win and that expectation and they're looking the type the team to beat and therefore they are sort of on that pedestal that that teams want to go and rock yeah, that Yeah i don't remember
1: they? i can't even remember what year it was a long time ago maybe 2008 we I, I was playing at bath and we went through the season undefeated but as you got closer to the end The pressure really starts to tell because you think, especially in playoffs, you're like, if we lose this one, the whole season was pointless because we've gone through a season undefeated, but then we're going to lose it when it's important. And we started playing worse and worse and we kind of like crawled over the line in the final. Like We were down and we came back in the end, but... The, the pressure can can become really w- quite crippling for teams. So I'm not saying Wasps will want to lose, but it, it might not necessarily be a, be a bad, bad thing, thing for them.
2: And nobody remembers who won the league. Nobody's interested in who wins the league. You could go and win every single game. It's that grand final at the end of it that everybody talks about.
0: You don't want to be playing for the stats no. necessarily. Uh, finally, London Pulse were at home to Sirens on Monday. Sirens managed to pull away at the end of quarter four to get the win 60-54. What do you think Pulse can do to start getting some more points on the board?
2: Uh, do you know what I... <laughs> It was a different setup as well. It's different starting seven. I mean, yeah. there was no Chara sample. Wait, I mean, wait, wait. wait can, can,
1: did I predict this one right? No, I did. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I Can't believe it. I was so sure I'd got that one we're right. We're gonna
0: as have well. to get a chalkboard here yeah. just so we can remember what what what, what it was um, each week. Uh,
1: yeah. Anyway, I think the overall winner this week is me. So it whatever. is.
2: Oh, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> but, but sorry, Max, what you were what exactly. you were saying? i was just saying like no Chara. You know, she's the shooting machine. She did not start. In fact, I don't think she even went on for the whole game. I don't know whether she's injured or there's something no, else going I, on. No, but I
1: think I was saying this about Pulse last week. I think every game I've seen, they've started with a different seven. And to me, I'm not sure that makes sense for a new team into the league. You've, Like we said, you've got players coming in from all over. Some of them won't know each other from Adam. And then you start different combinations and different sevens each week. And how much training can a combination have done together if it's... Different to anything else you've started. Yeah. So it's tough for the girls if that's happening. Um and I I know Tiara will be wanting to promote competition within a squad and competition for places, but it's hard um it's hard to get any sort of rhythm, I think, if you've not got an idea of, of who's starting. Is. Yeah. Because I think we play them in two weeks' time. You you don't just have to analyse everyone because you've got no no clue what's no. what's gonna and start. Did,
2: and they were in it. They were in the game. I think was it not Level at half time, yeah, or were they even up maybe by one, and they're still they were still competing, and then I just don't know what happened no. in that last quarter, but
1: that's what I mean, like the the individual players' pulse have got you look at some of them, they've got some really, really yeah, good players, quality. and so they're always gonna hang in games because they've got like individual skills that can keep them in games, but it's a team that closes the game, yeah, out now. and you know sirens Not i I was happy for sirens because I think sirens have been unlucky in a couple of games, yeah. um so I was happy. Happy for them to see out a game. Um, but yeah, I think Pulse, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here, whether they start putting a, a consistent seven out or they just continue to rotate squad. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and do you think that's just sort of one of the challenges of them being a new team and therefore everyone is new to that camp?
2: I don't know. I, don't, I think that is one of the challenges for, for Um, I don't know how long she had the girls prior to the actual competition starting. The styles, like I said, it's linking all those styles together. It must be an absolute nightmare for her. And then
1: uh, Amma's injured at the minute as well. So you've got your captain's injured. I mean, it'd be, uh, yeah... Must be a tough, a tough job.
0: Well, look, I think we can all agree that the Pulse Sirens game was one of the best matches of uh, of last week. But sadly, we didn't get six; it wasn't televised. And which leads me nicely into our second talking point: as if this was all planned, (laughs) (laughs) Um, seamlessly. Exactly. Do you think that it's likely that Super League fixtures will get more TV coverage in the next couple of seasons?
2: I'd love to say yes. You know, and I think the little event that's taking place in July may be um, a factor. If England can go and and take that World Cup as well, I think broadcasting companies are going to be really really struggling not to give it the coverage that it deserves. Um, I don't know. It's I've been in this game a long time, and the fact that we're getting the coverage that we're getting now it is amazing because it is a lot for us, but it certainly isn't sufficient. I think
0: it feels like that that carrot has been dangled. We just all want more. It's it's never enough, isn't it? Yeah, so. and
1: you know, live streaming games would be great. Um, people have talked about. A netball app similar to what um, SunCorp have got in Australia, where you can just pay a subscription and get all the games. Um, and I don't, I don't know enough about the Sky contract with with the league and with England netball to to know why that can't happen at the minute. But for me, we need to be demanding either more from Sky or that you know the
2: games are allowed to be streamed. Maybe that's by individual clubs. Maybe that's a phone call to England Netball.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? You make
2: it, Max. (laughs) I'll make (laughs) it. I'll happily make
0: it. It's like the bigger (laughs) discussion around the popularity of netball and that next step. It's that chicken and egg of. Where does the money come from? Where does the resource come from? How does it get paid? And, and it's, who's going to make the first move?
2: Yeah. Well, the chief exec comes from a marketing background, you know. So I suppose you could turn around and say that what we're getting at the moment is, is, is far, far exceeds anything that we've had before. Um, but if that's her background and her world, well, push it. Let's go.
0: You touched on it just then. There's been a lot of discussion recently in the last couple of weeks around people saying, look, I will pay to stream it. I will pay a subscription. Mm. So, so what actually, what is the deal with the league in, in Australia?
1: They, um, I think their games. They've got a Telstra app, which is obviously like a TV provider or whatever. Um, and you can pay a week. You can pay for one week. You can pay for a month, I think, and or you can pay for the whole season. Yeah. And then it's a a subscription, and you get all the games. So for me, I would rather do that than pay. And it sounds awful because you know Sky are a big backer, but, but then p- pay for a full Sky package. Sure. Um, where you get. Sky Sports Arena and all of us because a lot of the games are on Mix. Some of them um, aren't, but it, it makes it more accessible. I think if you've got an app and, and then is it quite cheap. It I think it was like thirty quid for the year. It's nothing. So it's nothing. It's not a lot. Yeah. And then. You can watch it when you want. So, you know, soz Stacey, but I wasn't getting up at four in the morning <laughs> to, to watch some of the games <laughs> in Australia. But then it's there. So when I get mm. up at about 11 a.m., um, <laughs> it's there so I can watch it. And I think it, it just makes it more accessible. It means that more people can watch the games and it builds your audience.
0: Hugely, yeah. Well, I guess it's like how with the way that now TV and things are going. Yeah, you're honest. starting yeah. to be able to really pick and choose what you want mm. rather than say, I want every sport all Yeah, the because, time. like,
1: no offence, I don't I don't want to watch football all the time I don't want to watch rugby league on Sky or pay the £80 a month probably yeah and exactly so if I'm only watching what you want what I want then I'll I'll pay for what I want so it makes sense in my head um, but I'm sure there's some you know legal or commercial reason that it's not happening at the minute
0: go back to you Sarah with Loughborough Uh, do you film any of the games
1: we film we have to film Every franchise has to film oh, so their home do. games. Got you. So there but is that footage. For analysis, yeah. yeah. So oh, there but it's that not fut- shared, though. But it's not shared. It's only shared on the sort of performance analysis platform so everyone can h- access everyone else's games. Gotcha. So there's
2: no sort of like legionited United thing sending people into camp sneaking around and watching the training because they share <laughs> it anyway.
0: Is that what you well, used to do Maggie when you were... Like, <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: send in us little, the footage. In my Mac.
1: Oh yeah. Maggie, Maggie's like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that's really interesting and I think that is something that uh, these petitions are good because you hope that the likes of Sky it is landing on someone's desk getting it in front of the right people that say look there is this upswell and this, this demand for it and once yeah. it hits that tipping point then they think right you know maybe we'll do two games a week exactly and useful. I
1: think the other thing is that people in people abroad aren't getting these games so you've got like Cat two of IT here I, I don't know if New, Ze- New Zealand actually did when I was there did get the Sky games but you only get one a week so all the Cat Two of IT fans might just in New Zealand might just want to watch her games and you're only going to get two in a season Easy, maybe yeah. but if you can get those fans engaged with something like this like an app or streaming or whatever
2: it's just, it's it the game, yeah, it's the massive.
1: Game. You've got yeah. the Australian fans, you've got the New Zealand fans, and then everyone has... starts. Fa- yeah. About, about all the
2: expats that are all over the world, that would love to watch and it And then as if well.
1: everyone starts having a discussion about netball and the Super League's included in that, it's not about Suncorp or ANZ in New Zealand. It's about netball Nepal. the world over. And I think that can only be a positive, surely.
0: Hugely. And then get back to that conversation about commercialising it, a million more eyes yeah. on, yeah, on sponsors. Sure. Exactly. Right. Right. Next topic. Now, this one could get heated. So now this is something that's caused a lot of frustration in our Netball Nation WhatsApp group this week. The BBC shared an article about boys being banned from a primary school national netball competition, which will be taking place in Wales in May. Now, the reasons that the organisers gave for this was that they said the competition was aimed at encouraging more girls to take part, while boys' physical strength can sometimes put them at an advantage. What do you both make of that and how damaging is that for the likes of the sport?
2: I think it's hugely damaging because we're talking about participation here regardless of whether you are a male or a female and the fact that they turn around and say that some of these they don't want the boys to play with the girls because of the physical aspects have you seen some of my 11 year olds play they could take on any boy out there that they're strong you know and I think we're going backwards we've we've now to come full circle where girls were allowed to play football girls were allowed to play rugby you know they're allowed to do golf they're allowed to do all those sports that were predominantly male um, participation to say that somebody can't play netball because they're a male or because they don't want them to play with girls because they're too strong I think we're taking 10 million steps back it's ridiculous
0: it, it does feel like that at least you know outwardly yeah
2: yeah I think um,
1: the idea of the high five game was that you know you play, players rotate positions mm-hmm. so that if you've got really strong boys because boys are boys are good at netball because you know it's an invasion game it's like the same principles as as a lot of games that they'll have grown up with like football and, and rugby and you know they see space really well but they can't dominate at high five level because you've got to rotate around the positions so you can't just play center all the time you're gonna sure. to have to move into different yeah. positions and, and that's the idea of it and I think playing with boys can be one of the best things for for, for girls to develop as well you know you you want to push people and you want to challenge people and you want it to be seen as normal for people to be playing netball. And and when we're talking about new audiences into netball, one of the big challenges is, you know, getting more men to watch it. And so if you play it as a youngster and then you appreciate the skill that goes into it as an adult, you'll then be like, oh yeah, actually I'll go and watch the netball. Whereas if you go, no, you can't play it. Your lasting memory of netball as a young, as a young boy is actually, this isn't an inclusive sport. So
2: I'm not interested. I mean, t- well, 20 years plus, I remember when we were getting ready for international games against the likes of the West Indies, you know, the same Jamaicans, Trinidadians, yeah. that very, very aerial sort of game. We had a immense netball team that used to come in and play against us because of the fact that it helped with the elevation, it helped with the physical strength. Uh, and And that's years ago. I saw an article not so long ago about a guy that used to be the England netball captain, but I think that was Nets the game nets rather than netball, which has been adapted from netball. And he was saying, he just came across it when he was 18. He was traveling through Canada and uh, a friend said, oh, do you want to come down and just watch this? We've been playing this game. He went down and it was just like a light bulb moment for him. He thought it was the best game ever and has continued to play it. And it's played in all Commonwealth countries. There are male teams, national teams well, in lots of and, countries. And like
1: you said, like w- the England men's team, when that, when that was kind of an, an official thing going, were always brought into lots of England trainings for us to, to pra- practice against. They yeah. were always brought into different club trainings. And now they've got um, a Knights netball team, which is, it's not the England netball team, but it's a male team made up of people from all over England. Mm. Yeah. I think they've played almost every Super League franchise now. In warm-up matches for this Super League, yeah. Oh, so, really? yeah. So at the top level, we appreciate the men and we appreciate how good they are and how skillful they are. And there's there's room for everyone, you know. It was interesting to see um, Dan Ryan's response to this because he's obviously Manchester Thunder assistant coach, used to play for the Australian men's team, and and he was just saying, you know, there's, there's mixed leagues all over Australia. There's also mixed leagues in in big cities yeah, in, in this England. country. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't understand why you'd
2: try and exclude anyone. And the bottom line is, we're talking about having children moving, get them involved in sport, in exercise. Does it matter what it is as long as they are up and they're moving?
0: And and, and I think that even within girls at that age, there are going to be some girls that have had a growth spurt early. You know, the sizes, physicality is so yeah. different regardless yeah. anyway. And it's, well.
1: and it's the same. I think this is why, you know, a lot of sports kind of get changed to single sex when you get to high school and that, and that's... You know, that's understandable. That's but at that age, I don't see why you can't just compete together.
0: How does mixed participation currently work in primary schools? And are the boys able to carry on with netball if they want to?
1: I I sure. think in England, it's mixed up, up to... Um, what, secondary 11? school yeah, um, and I, I saw kind of a tweet come out from Helen Wynne who works for England Netball about them putting together a new offer for, for children of that age okay. so it'll be interesting to see what that is when that comes out but it's mixed up until that age and and then there's a bit of a you know abyss at 11 years old because these boys have played and they've played high five um, with the girls and, and, and then you get to, to secondary play? school and it's like oh no it's so a girls it's, sport yeah. and so is there a dead end. Yeah, dead where's then? your consistency of messaging there? It's like, "Oh, yeah, come and play netball. It's a great sport. Everyone can play it." Oh, until you get to 11 or 12 because then you can't. <laughs> so, yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense. No, it doesn't.
0: Okay, so consensus is what, maybe it wasn't, <laughs> <the, maybe laughs> wasn't the best decision. No, it wasn't. Now, we'll throw it over to you, actually, because what is your opinion on this? You know, are you for it? Are you against it? But also, what are your reasons for it? So feel free to get in touch. Either head over to mynetboardnation.com or on all the social channels, specifically Twitter, at nation. So uh, head on over there and let us know. Right, that time of the week. Max, <laughs> Sarah, oh, dear. what are your predictions for round seven?
1: Okay, come on. So
0: Friday. We've got Sirens taking on seven stars at home. Potentially another close one. Uh, which way do you think it's going to go?
2: I'm going to go Sirens. Right. And I'm going to go Stars.
0: Oh! oh i loving this now. <laughs> there we go. You've you've got a few benches and you've chosen your sides.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for not picking Sirens last week. And I didn't even convince myself that I had, so...
0: Good, good. Right, uh, on to the next one. And uh, we've got another Corker. Team Bath taking on undefeated Wasp. Do you think Bath got what it takes to win against the defending champions?
1: I do, if... But I think think it depends if Serena and Ebony are back. Um, I think if one of them's back, they'll have a shot. If two of them's back... It'll probably be the game of the season. If none of them's back, Wasps will
2: win easy. Um, so... Whew. And we shouldn't. It shouldn't be the fact because we've had this discussion earlier in this podcast, well, didn't we, about the fact that Bath should be able to step up and do yeah. the job without Serena and without And, I, and
1: I, do, I do think there'll be a response this week from Bath from that performance last week. I think there'll be a lot better, but... I'm, I still think Wasps. Yeah, I'm going to go Wasps.
0: Right, on Saturday, Loughborough. You yes. Got, you're going to have to iron your shirt for this one. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's on Sky. Oh, uh, gosh, You're facing... <laughs> <iron>. You fa- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Storm. It's going to be a tough away fixture, isn't it, for you, Sarah? It's
1: going to be really tough. You know, Storm sell out every game, so they've got um, they've got strong support down there. Um, it's our first Sky game of the season, so I'm sure nerves will be jangling a bit. Um, and like we said, Storm are on a really good run. So it's it's really huge for us, because I think we are level on points with Storm. Um, it could be, yeah, it could be a big... It'll be a big win for whoever
2: takes it, so hopefully it'll be us. And I'm going to go all off prep, because the one week that I don't, to go and do it. I, so I actually it. want you to
0: bet against us now. <laughs> <Calmer. Max. laughs> yeah, true. <that's, laughs> yeah. On Monday, we've got Mavericks against London Pulse and uh, Dragons will be taking on Manchester Thunder. Who's your money on?
1: Uh, Mavericks and Thunder. Pul- Pulse, like we said, are so up and down that they could run Mavericks close, especially with it being a London derby. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a, you know, a few heated exchanges in that game. But um, ultimately, I think Mavericks are in too good form at the minute. You know That win against Bath, they'll be flying. Um, and Dragons, I mean... Obviously, Dragons will now win because I've bet against them, but um, I think Thunder will have too much for them. For the same reasons.
2: Mavericks are just on fire at the moment. They're just on that slow burn, getting ready to hit the pinnacle, and I think it's Mavs. Mavs, definitely, and Thunder. Because they will fight back; they will come back.
0: Well, for uh, some good insight, we shall see where the money's landing next week. Right, that's it. But before we go, as ever, any last-minute requests? Yeah,
1: actually. Um,
0: oh, you have got a list
1: here. <laughs> not... We got time. <laughs> it's not a list, but I did get a message. One of the photographers who took the photo—that's actually my on my Twitter handle, my avatar thing. He comes to to a lot of our games and takes photos, and he just wanted to give me to give a shout out to all the photographers out there. Um, doing local games and Super League because most of them do it for free um, a lot of them give away the photos for free and a special shout out to Tara Jones who is a student photographer doing work at Mavs Home Games um, because it makes a huge difference to, you know, especially the girls um, who are playing and the supporters as well to be able to see those photos after the games. And I don't think people realise the sort of time and effort that goes into that. And they,
0: they look amazing as yeah. well. I mean, well, I mean, they're professional photos, but it also shows that intensity and like, you know, it is it is amazing. Yeah, so, and so, I mean, yes. yeah, a lot of them just well do it done. for the love of the game. And, see, I
1: didn't know that. And yeah, because, you know, they they either support a team or, or they just want to kind of
2: launch themselves, launch maybe? themselves
1: a little yeah. bit. But, you know, Shout out to them because it, it's um, the some real artists design. out there. Yeah, real they could artists. get hit with a ball.
2: <laughs>
0: That's it, true. Those lenses are expensive. <laughs> they are. Uh, now, Mags, you've got something that you want to uh, bring to the group. I have
2: a little bit of something to share with you. Oh, so, come cool on, Mags. We're, we're talking about, the, we're back on the wedding now. Oh, okay, okay. We're Thank back you. on the wedding and we had a discussion about my nephew coming and singing the uh, Rick Astley <laughs> classic, <laughs> Never Gonna Give That's You That's Up. So... I spoke to him and unfortunately he is in a studio himself on every Wednesday so he's unable to join us, but what he has done is a little bit of a I was recording. going to say,
1: did he have to think really quickly of an excuse of why he no. came here? He was like, I'm sure I'm busy every Wednesday. He was
2: absolutely delighted <laughs> and he wanted to do this for you, so I'm just right. going to okay. play it for if you.
0: If you put that up to the microphone, Max. Yeah, it.
2: let's get it going. Hi Sarah, hi Stacey, I understand that you're planning your wedding at the moment so I hope everything goes well. Um, you've asked me for a rendition of Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, so here's a little snippet. We're no strangers to love You know the rules and so do I have full commitment's what I'm thinking of You wouldn't get this from any other guy I just want to tell you how I'm feeling Just for you, Sarah. How good is that? round of applause. Just like yeah. you guys. Genu- yes, Genuinely better than the real thing. So. Love you, Jordan. So, yeah. so this is, this I is, love you too,
0: Jordan. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. So, off the back of that, is he booked?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, it, it, another tick. There we I, go. Yeah, he's going to have a waiting list after that. So, oh, yeah. yeah, book him in.
0: <laughs> you haven't seen his fee yet. Um, right. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very much to my co-hosts, Maggie Birkinshaw and Sarah Bayman. I haven't been Emma Louise Jones, but I'm sure she will return next week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to give us a little subscribe. Give us a review if you like us. We're on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head over to mynetballnation.com and we'll see you next week.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Never gonna give. You are never gonna let you down never gonna run around and desert you never gonna make you cry never gonna say goodbye never gonna tell a lie this is nepple nation